Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with the creator and owner, Seth Allen, of the 1909 Club at Libations and Company in downtown Lee Summit, Missouri. On February 18th, 2023, Seth will christen his new venue with his first artist that will be the Joanna Berkey-Bile Quartet, kicking off an emerging vision and tradition of the best in blues, jazz, R&B, soul, funk, and so much more in that venue. This will be the first of its kind at downtown Lee Summit, adding to the rich history of Kansas City jazz, done live from a crop of quality musicians. Seth talks about the history of libations as a classy home for a good cocktail, to the growth and to their new vision of live music and beyond. Enjoy this interview. Hey, thanks for taking a minute. Thanks for reaching out about the brand new 1909 Club. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Not a problem. Before we get into everything and, and the, the construction of this particular 1909 club you know let's go back a little bit to the beginnings of the business i remember meeting you around pandemic times you guys have expanded so let's go to the alpha of your business and talk to me a little bit about the beginnings when it started and what your vision for for this libations was well the libations itself began as a physical business and not just in my mind in in 2017, uh, April of 2017, the beginning, the concept was to essentially reinvent the liquor store experience. Um, what I wanted to accomplish and provide for my customers was a place for them to not only come and find unique um bar items uh much like you know you would see on a you know on a on a professional cocktail bar back bar um you know commercial grade mixing equipment you know unique glassware uh hard to find uh spirits all of those things combined with really a cornerstone in education one thing I always found disappointing about the liquor store experience is if you go in there looking specifically for something, say uh, a bourbon or a gin or a nice wine or whatever, whatever you're searching for, um, typically uh, you run into, you know, non-experienced people who never worked in the industry, don't really have a, a working knowledge of how drinks are made. So I wanted to provide that as, you know, one of the biggest offerings to my customers was my knowledge and help people, um, you know, discover cocktails and discover cocktail making. Um, you know, the inspiration came from you know, growing up, my grandparents and great uncles and, and aunts and uncles and aunts and, um, you know, everybody, you know, from a certain era had, you know, a bar in their basement or in their den or, you know, something that, that they were, you know, really proud of and showed off. And it, they were always unique. And I just, you know, as a kid, I remember just being kind of get lost in, in looking at all the labels and, and 
you know, just being curious about it, not necessarily interested in, in the af- alcohol aspect of it, but, you know, just all of the, you know, the beautiful bottles and glasses and all the neat tools. And, you know, it was, it was just fun. And I, you know, I feel like a lot of that has been lost and I just kind of wanted to find a way to bring that back to people and and for you know for the first year you know it was really successful but what i what i found was people what i what i had done not inadvertently i had done it on purpose i i wanted to i wanted an atmosphere also that was unique um that felt very welcoming and very uh, intriguing you know i wanted the antiques in the in the shop to be authentic and and things to have stories to you know elicit conversation so kind of a happy accident is you know with the combination of talking with people and educating people and people you know purchasing items they also really enjoyed the atmosphere and didn't want to leave <laughs> necessarily so um that's when um, I started offering what was what we called just the the, the drink of the week. Um, uh, if you came in and was interested in the drink of the week, you know I would teach you I would teach you how to make the drink. Obviously, uh, teach you about all the tools that it takes to make the drink. Sell you all of the ingredients and all the barware necessary, and then you would you know drink your drink and and enjoy, you know, chit chat and, and, and go home. And I did that for about a year and essentially, you know, for 52 weeks, I had a drink of the week. And at the end of that year, I had, you know, a pretty well-tested menu that, that I, I just took my top five drinks and created a menu out of it. And then and there is when it started to evolve where people were demanding, you know, more cocktails, uh, more, you know, education. So I was doing lots of classes, uh, private classes, lots of uh, educational opportunities on Saturdays. I'd bring in vendors, um, you know, master distillers, just, you know, just give people an opportunity to connect with, you know, people from the industry. And then that's when I uh, started adding uh, um, music, um, you know, music's always been really important to me, and um, it's always been extremely important as far as the setting the atmosphere at, at Libations. And had some customers come in and introduce themselves, and they play uh, gypsy-style jazz, you know, French club jazz. Um, and they started playing on Friday evenings, and it just exploded. I mean, people were just jamming themselves in to, to have a drink and listen to these guys play. And, you know, it was pretty hard to ignore that that was, that was huge. So I started adding more bands, you know, squeezing into our little joint and, and <laughs> had to hire my first employee. And, and unfortunately it got too popular. You know, the, the fire marshal kind of, gave me the wink and the nod like hey you got to <laughs> you got to cut this out it's you're not you're not licensed for this and it's getting you know so you know i put it in my back pocket knowing that 
I, I, I knew I hit a nerve. I knew I hit, I, I knew right then and there, there is a, there's a, there's an appetite for this in, in Lee Summit, you know, people, people love it. So just put it on the back burner and let it simmer and, and let, uh, kind of fate took control, you know, the pandemic hit and we had to change our business model for, you know, six months, you know, we did home delivery of, of drink kits and then we got reopened in the building next door, um, which is a two-story building, which it's about three times, almost four times the size of my original space. We were able to move over here, and we got our main bar established on the main floor with the plan of always creating a live music venue um, that would feature only the best uh, musicians in Kansas City, you know, celebrate what we have here uh, in Kansas City um, in a in a little corner of the city that doesn't have it. In a nutshell, that's a big nutshell. That's that's essentially uh, my my timeline from then to now. And I can say from my perspective of of having this jazz show and being somebody that lives in Lee Summit, I've always been impressed and totally validate the fact that you brought a level of nostalgia and class to a cocktail. And, you know, I've seen jazz acts in there before. I've seen music. This is this is a very quality place, absolutely in an area that needs it, that will support it, that wants it. Your very first show that you're going to have is going to be on the 18th, and it's going to um, feature Joanna. It's sold out. It's obviously, you know, very, very good. So talk to me a little bit about, you know, I know the floor plan and all of that that you explain, but this is the 1909 club. Is this kind of a separate entity within that you're going to kind of have as a stage and something that will be a part of the whole libation thing? How is that going to work? Yeah, absolutely. It will be on the second floor, which will it's called the 1909 club where uh, we named it after the, the year that this building was built by uh, Todd George, which if you're from Lee Summit, Drive or drive around Lee Summit enough, you'll you'll see Todd George's name quite a bit. He, uh, his family was pretty pretty big uh, part of Lee Summit becoming Lee Summit. So yeah, upstairs the 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 club itself is going to be um, our inspiration is is the intimate, cozy music club music hall uh, feel that you would get only, you know, if you traveled back in time or if you went down to New Orleans and found, you know, that, that cool little, you know, out of the, out of the way place or, you know, something, something very unique. We, we've gone to the extent of having all of the furniture custom made um, by a company called of iron and Oak. Uh, They're out of uh, New York city. And they've got quite the resume. They've they've made all the leather furniture for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They've made leather furniture for blockbuster movies. Um, it's pretty incredible stuff. So all of the furniture that you'll be sitting on and experiencing this show is of the the highest quality and and comfort. 
And we'll also have, you know, small cocktail tables that are very intimate. They just sit two people. Um, and yeah, we'll, we have a stage. We have, uh, professional, we had professional, uh, sound and lighting installed. And we've just gone and, and looked at every single detail and tried to make it feel like something that you've never really experienced before. So, you know what I find interesting? I moved to Lee Summit in January of 2020, and every time I would tell people that I was from there, there was always that reference to Pat Metheny. So it still kind of blows me away that probably one of the, behind Charlie Parker, one of the most famous jazz musicians on the planet, not only now but ever, is from Lee Summit, and this will probably be one of the very first immersive places that will have live jazz music. So with that being said, knowing how this town is very reliant on jazz as one of the original cradles of jazz, what does it feel like for you to introduce yourself into this timeline with the 1909 to be a part of that Kansas City jazz floor? It feels important. You know, it, it feels it feels like it, it's what I've always really sought to do was it's an extension of what I began to do, uh, and that is bring something to our patrons that they really want and can't find anywhere else, or they have to go to links or travel to to experience. Uh, I saw, you know, the look on on our customers' faces when we used to have live music, and I've seen, you know, when they. They have that first sip of that cocktail that I've described to them and showed them how to make. And that's the reward for me is seeing people really react positively and react, uh, have a visceral experience of, you know, a, a really well-made handcrafted cocktail in their hand, uh, surrounded by unique artwork and, and pieces of history. Um, we have a, we have a, a we have a neon sign that's hanging upstairs. It was in our old spot, but it has a much more prominent place now, um, and its story can really be told. It's there's there's two of these neon signs that exist, and and one of them is here, and the other one is in the uh, jazz museum down in 18th and Vine, and it was uh, originally uh, it hung uh, over Milton's. So the 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 number of you know the the list is immense of people who's walked under that sign uh, to perform at Milton's and now it's it's hanging over our stage. That uh, just it makes it feel like you know kind of reaching back in time and shaking hands with you know people who you know created music in this city. Uh, that will forever be, you know, loved. And now in a different little corner of the city, it's, it's living on. So that's, that's important to me. Yeah. And, and I can attest to the fact of what I know about the way that you run this business. And for anybody out there that's curious about this place, you have to, you, you absolutely have to go. I've seen the care that you take with what you do, even explaining the furniture and the signage and everything. This, will no doubt be a venue that, that will be very 
um, I, I'm sure legendary in, in the Kansas City lore. And I think that the one great thing about this too is, is that as we kind of come out of the post-pandemic world and we're getting, you know, Kansas City has retained a lot of these shrines from the Green Lady to the Blue Room to all of these places, and we're adding to it. And that's what you're doing. And that's the beauty of this is that not only are you adding to it in a city that is, it's, it's kind of a metropolis. I mean, it's, it's one of those places where people don't necessarily have to go to downtown Kansas City. Residents can go to downtown Lee Summit. You're offering more enticement, not only with libations, but with this club. And I'm curious, you know, your first show is going to be on the 18th. Talk to me a little bit about your vision and timeline, musicians, and how you're kind of rolling this out and getting things moving, especially as we start heading towards warmer weather. The calendar of performers will be released very soon. Um, trying not to uh, <laughs> necessarily bite off uh, too much. And, you know, I want to create some groundswell, but at the same time, I don't want to be swallowed by it. So, but I did just release uh, our, our next show, which is the following weekend on the 25th. And that is uh, Baby J and the Cradle Robbers. Um, if you don't know Baby J, she used to be with a little band called Ala Mode, um, and she is an incredible performer. Um, she dresses the part. She, uh, I mean, she she embodies jazz. Um, so she'll be performing uh, the following weekend. Tickets are available for that now. And then we've got um, a great band lined up. In March, uh, Grand Marquis, um, they play around the city. They've got a great following, um, huge brass sound, um, incredible, incredible music. Um, then we have Alex Ab uh, Abramovitz. He'll be playing uh, in, towards the end of February, early March as well. And we have, you know, a handful of other, you know, interesting little duos and trios and quartets that that um, play a, a variety of different music but everything from new orleans style jazz to chicago blues delta blues that's that's our focus is is uh you know missouri kansas city missouri is you know a crossroads of, of music and we have incredible musicians that that live here and travel through here. Um, and we want to celebrate everything. We want to celebrate blues. We want to celebrate jazz, R and B, soul, funk. Um, and our goal is even to reach into the kind of the deeper pockets of, of, you know, Latin music and even Zydeco, if we can find it, you know, we want to, we want to celebrate, you know, these, these people who are playing incredible music. And all of those cats sound perfect. They sound like they would be, they fit right in with the mold of what you have going on there. They are wonderful musicians, all of them. So, Seth, for everyone out there that wants to know, you know, as the calendar unfolds, the best place to find out anything about you, libations, getting tickets, anything related to that, where is the best place for all of them to go on the web? Well, to get tickets, if you go to talk, T O C K dot com and search libations and company, we have an, uh, an events tab and that will take you straight to 
the events that are available for for purchase um, for calendar updates any any other information uh, pictures uh, Instagram search the 1909 club and the same for Facebook you can find us at Libations and Company or the 1909 Club. We have two different sites. So we're going to be flooding all of those social media sites with information uh, soon. Stay tuned to those to those channels there, and, and you'll know uh, everything as I know it. <laughs> right on. Well, this is quite a time to be alive, and not only Lee Summit, but Kansas City on the verge of the Super Bowl. Another jazz club is opening up. Warm weather is around the corner. So this is quite a nexus of, of things coming together. So thank you again for reaching out. It, it's wonderful to see things grow and, and musicians have another place to, uh, to, to put on shows for people to want to see them. Absolutely. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Right on. Well, Seth, thank you again. Good luck with everything. And I'm looking forward to, uh, to, to being there myself to see it all unfold. So thanks again. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Have a great day. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players and minds in Lee Summit, Missouri, Kansas City, Missouri, and spots all over the globe giving fans all that jazz. Thanks to Seth for his vision and story. If you want to hear more interviews, visit Neon Jazz Interviews on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube. And for everything Neon Jazz, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Neon Jazz.